0: centerlefttalkradio.com when you go there uh, you'll find the two links the first is our podcast uh, link, the one that takes you to the 50 most recent, and maybe not so recent, but the last 50 shows, Center Left Radio shows that are up, including the one you're listening to right now. The second link takes you to the radio loop of said same program that you're Said samishly listening to, and uh, you're you're picking us up one way or the other. Uh, one way or the other, we're very glad you're with us. It is May second, the day after May Day. I I, I received uh, something. I received an a, an email from a um, from a colleague, friend, uh, former classmate, uh, <laughs> uh, who. Uh, who tends to be on the rightish rightish side of things not i, I don't know so much because of, of natural political leanings but because of of, of uh, economic and uh, certain academic uh, proclivities um and saying that, that he was thrilled or suggesting he was thrilled that they had to cancel the annual May Day celebration in Havana yesterday for lack of fuel or lack of some kind of basic resource, money, I, I don't know, to, to make it happen. Uh, and he took a great pleasure in that. Uh, on the other hand, I got, uh, I got another uh, link to a, a very interesting European-based article uh, written by an Irish woman who has been in the labor movement now for about oh, 30 or 40 years in Europe, talking about gains and not such great gains being made within European work and praising, interestingly... Praising Joe Biden for making the point that the labor that would be used and the stuff that would be purchased and utilized in fulfilling the uh, or in, in utilizing the funds that were voted, that the huge uh, investment, uh, the, the infrastructure bill that passed in Congress. That would all be American, local stuff. And, and, and this woman made a point of praising Joe Biden and saying it's something the Europeans should be thinking about doing. It, it It's the type of thing we don't typically think of over here. We don't, um, we don't see that kind of a, a point of reference, a point of differentiation. We don't think about... We haven't, at least I I, I I haven't noticed a whole lot of uh, of union focus of late, but there there is, and there will be more. And clearly the the Biden um, uh, infrastructure bill law uh, is going to make a, make make an impact along those lines and and make sure, that unions and unionism uh, makes a reasonable comeback. There, there there, always has been, in my lifetime, and, and, and I think in anyone's memory, a, a, a linkage between effective unionization, reasonably thoughtful wage processes, the success and maintenance and growth of a middle class, and the ultimate growing from the middle out and the bottom up of the American economy. What hasn't worked for us as a nation? It may work for for an upper tier uh, within the country, but what hasn't worked has been the whole trickle-down notion, the whole Laffer curve thing of the 80s. All of that stuff has proven to be relatively... unsuccessful. It's a great theory and a wonderful way to allow people to say well us with the money, who, who must keep the money, without us being that upper crust, the jobs won't be there. Statistically, that has been disproven time and time again, and I'm sure that there are people who I know will say, no, it's just the opposite. It hasn't been misproven. It's it's been proven again. And, And I guess we could go back and forth, and in the end, they'd probably have more statistical material to support their side of it. My experience has been... When you knock people out of the middle class or you knock out the type of jobs and the type of stuff that keeps a middle class vibrant and growing, you slow down an economy. And you get a lot of anger. You get a Donald Trump is what you get. But... Irony of ironies, what does a Donald Trump do? Well, a Donald Trump plays on the very fears and losses and grievances of that middle class that would have been protected by uh, unionized jobs, good jobs, middle class jobs uh, in the workplace, gets them all riled up gets them behind him, gets them worshiping him as a guru, as a god, as a cult leader, saying that he's the only one and the only thing. Well, he tells them that, and then they believe it. The only person who could possibly save them. Then goes in, when he does get in power, implements uh, policies, if you can call anything that Trump does a policy, but when he does a self-serving thing, which otherwise, in his case, he—I guess—he would imagine—passes for law or policy when he was president. Goes ahead and basically screws the very people that he's basically whipping up for grievance purposes. This is the this is the mad uh, irony of of the whole process, and and. And, 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 and this is the madness of talking to people who are Trump supporters, who say he's the, he was the best, he was the greatest. We have to have him back. And and talking to people, 25% within the country, more or less, who still think the son of a bitch won the election in 2020. And, and, and in, in my particular case here, I'm, I'm forced to question... And, and, you know, I, I, this the show that I'm doing with you right now, to how I'm talking to you right now, variations on this have been done uh, quite a bit in recent weeks and months here on Center Left Radio. There's been something of a Trumpist kind of a focus on what's going on and how this is problematic and where it might end up. And there's a repetitiveness to this. But our media generally uh, is, again, Donald is always in the middle of everything. This is where Donald wants to be. He may not find it to be the most comfortable place in the world to be in the not far distant future, but that's at least one or two more indictments and trials away for him. We'll see where it goes. But... As I say, these shows and I've been looking through them, I've been going through my own uh, uh, you know, podcast listing there, and, and look reading the synopses. every one of them has a synopsis there's a certain commonality to all this stuff. It's, it's "Ooh, look what happened, if, if I can be honest." And it's somewhat, somewhat self, uh, self-accusative ooh, look what happened today, ooh, look at how bad it is, ooh, we've got to change this. I I, I thought I'd try something a little different, just just a little different today, and and, and take it from the other side. What other side, you ask? A reasonable question. Where do we want to be? not 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 who wins and how not how do we destroy the other side not how do we silence uh our, our political opponents, not how do we cleanse uh, the Republican Party of the madness? how how do we how do we? Expo- how do how exactly should we punish Donald? How should we be punishing the people around him that facilitated him? A little a little past all that. Where do we want to? B and 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 pick a time frame. Pick uh, I don't know, uh, maybe two years is way too soon. Uh, maybe there's maybe we all know and expect that there's going to be remarkable ugliness. Uh, within the next couple of years, and certainly uh, within the nature and the style of the campaigning for the presidency, we know that there's still going to be all kinds of repercussions and all kinds of of uh, of, of of anger and 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 get evenness resulting from the results of that election. We know that uh, we know that uh, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, has so much more damage that he's, he's able to and most probably will inflict on us uh, in, 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 in what, what will be left of his tenure as Speaker uh, for the rest of the next, I don't know, uh, 19 months or so. There, there, there's, there's all that, but, but we got to pick a time. Pick, pick, a, pick a date. Pick a, pick a time frame. Let's say, can we agree on maybe, let's say, 10 years out 10 years out. So, so we're talking, we're talking 2033. Where do we expect to be? Where would we like to be? I, and, and, and those are obviously very, very different questions. The one Requires extrapolation from what we see day in and day out. It 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 basically says simply with the accumulated uh, grievances and anger and disappointments and and constant uh, uh, imposition of. Uh, the of uh, the, the negative feelings of others and and all of that where is where will we inevitably be in 10 years well that in, inevitably begs a negative but the other the other question the second question is where do we want to be and 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 it's asked like we've like we've been taught in school and and been taught in so many different corporate environments that if you set a goal if you set a a a a a reasonable well reasonable expectation if you set something that is within the culture and the and the historic norms and expectations of a corporate culture, in this case, a political culture or a, a socioeconomic, a country, if you, if you lay something out there for people to focus on, then you start with that and back into the policies and the actions that'll get you there. Now, now obviously... That requires getting people to have a common vision of what the future should be for everyone. What, what would be good and helpful. We, we tended to do that, I think, almost reflexively. It may have been mostly uh, politicizing. But there were words, there were phrases. There was the American, the great American dream. We would talk about democracy. We would we would talk about everybody marching arm in arm, uh, the middle class, good jobs, uh, blah 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 blah, home of the free, uh, you know, religious freedom, freedom of the press. We would talk about all these things when I was a kid, and I never had the sense that this was necessarily political obviously as vietnam cranked up and everything else we we saw the uglier side of how people speaking about things democratic and positive futures could misuse words misuse images and and and, and really wind up causing disillusionment about the American Dream, or the things that we that we held close, or we thought we held close in common, but that wasn't any kind of preparation for where we find ourselves now. I I, I don't think you can talk about an American Dream. You can't you can't talk about common purpose. You can't talk about. Uh, everybody arm in arm and, and and basically supporting one another it's just out of the lexicon right now it's just it's hard it's hard to think along those lines you know what I'm talking about it's it's it, when when we had less distraction when we had less social media when we had when, when we didn't have social media when we didn't have this constant siloing of information, something about the nature of being america and americanness allowed us rather easily to have a unified vision yes we'd express it in different ways but at least we could express it and we could act it out in different ways now we can't even express a commonality and what am i doing i'm 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 suggesting I'm, suggest- I- I'm going way past that. I'm saying, think of ourselves as a company, as a corporation, seeking to improve its position, and what do you do? You come up with... A goal. You come up with an action plan. You come up with a statement of, well, the statement of purpose, in theory at least, is our Constitution and the various norms that we've, the legal norms that have been developed from that over the course of time. That, that is supposed to be the binding stuff. But now we have a Supreme Court that seems to be at odds with basically uh, put you know putting the finishing touches on whatever conflicts we have at a federal level at a, at a at a constitutional level and it's it's its own basic motivations and machinations are now in question so again what am i doing saying to you to everyone to anyone listening what no 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 we've got to go exactly in the opposite we've got to we've got to pull ourselves away and we've got to create images that basically can pull us all together what i'm saying is what joe biden does reflexively now this this is this is curious. And and this is again this, this is the antithesis of Trumpism. Trumpism will always be about grievance and anger, and what and being wronged, and and how they're out to get us, and I'm the last defense you have, and you need your guns, you need your paranoia, you need your hatred, you need to be against gays, and you need to be against Jews, and you need to be against transgenders, and LGBTQ is out to get you, and they're destroying your morality, and you have to be able to imprison women and doctors who would even think about an abortion and you have to be, you, you must be able to attack those who basically are now pointed out and listed and check marks are put next to them. They are the source of your grievance and anger. That is Trumpism. That is the, that is the extreme that, is, that many people in this country have been driven to. And in just reacting to it, people who are not Trumpists will regrettably find themselves thinking in counterpoint to the various points being made. Now, there's a necessity to some of that, certainly. If if you don't want to do a damn thing about guns or women's rights, well, we've got to do something about it because it's necessary to to who we are and, and, and preserving our society. But, but even more necessary than that is having a vision, a common vision. My God, how many times I went through this sort of exercise when I was living a corporate life, when I was in business, when I was a VP of this or that or wherever. And 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 how many times there were planning sessions, and how many meetings, and and how many discussion groups, and and how did we d- develop uh, the next cycle of business? Blah 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 blah. And 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 what was the communications that we put out? What basically was the binding material? How did we bring ourselves to a point of alignment? Good friend of mine uses that word a lot. Uh, he was very high up in, in the Citibank ranks. But alignment—how how do we bring ourselves into alignment? Is it unrealistic to even think along those lines? Can you imagine Americans of all sorts of stripes, politically and all sorts? Can you imagine? an alignment or a realignment or even anything verging on an alignment of vision and action relative to what America should be and how it should function 10 years out? Is it even within the realm of possibility to think about this? I've heard people in, in discussions about this. I've been told... Look, you're, you're you're pushing you're pushing an envelope, and you're and you're and you're offering imagery that just simply can't resonate right now. That we have to live through the history that we're creating, and we're aware of the history we're creating. We're aware that there are things that are going to be uh, difficult, and and we're going to mess things up, and we're going to have to muddle through and somehow get to the point where we sort of kind of get back together and we find a way to get there, uh, and it just sort of happens. But we can't really... Plan that right now. We can't plan on being what was our image, our, com- our shared image of America. We can't, we can't plan on having a shared American dream notion. We, we dare not. We're in the middle of turmoil, or so we've been told, so we've been allowed to understand. So we've been forced to, to, to so, so we, we just can't go through the planning process. Forget it, gazer, don't even bring it up on the show. People will not be able to respond to this. No, I, 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 I can't accept that. We have to think in terms of what we will be in the future. And it's hard to do. I mean, okay, try it, try it. Describe for me, in your mind, however you want to do it, describe America 10 years out. Now, now okay, let, let, let's try this. What is the relative structure of the two major political parties? Is, is the Republican Party still basically. The, the, the repository of anger and grievance is it basically f- trying to focus—this is the weird part—it's focusing itself on the middle class, telling it how much grievance it has, but basically offering no policies or no positions that would e- ultimately relieve the grievance, that the point is basically to sustain grievance. This is the antithesis of the Republican Party I knew growing up. Growing up do we accept that as a component of America 10 years out that we will now have a permanent grievance committee which will actually not have any ability sort of sort of like the pharmaceutical industry within within government you basically have the the, the maintenance it, it simply offers maintenance medication, if you will, in, in the form of, 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 of culture wars, issues, and, and things to be angry about. It does that, but does not do anything to solve. It offers no basis for actually correcting, except to say who are the people that are at fault. Now, this is not new either. We've done this. Go to the other side. Now go to the Democratic side. What are we doing? Oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah, Yes, yes, there are two sides here. What are we not doing? What, what are we allowing to... Uh, how are we changing ourselves? How, how... Why are we not able to see something 10 years out there? What's blocking our vision? Oh, typical Democrat, typical lib, always wringing your hands, always saying there's something wrong with you, Uh, not afraid to go ahead and just be aggressive and angry and and, and just kick the other side as hard as you can. No, there's something on both sides. And maybe it's as simple. Now, I happen to believe that from a policy position, well we have a policy position. the Republicans have none. The, the Republicans have culprits. we have policies. The, the only culprits seem to be Republican politicians who basically are pandering to a middle class and then basically leaving them high and dry by not doing anything to actually help them, just giving them more things to be angry and grievous and grievance laden about. okay you know that's that's it but Having said that, what must we, where would we start? If Democrats are the adults in the room right now, well, or, or, let me try this another way. And I, again, you'll have to just bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm working through all this as I, as I express it to you. If, if we can't, if, if you look at Republicans and, and the grievance mindset right now and say, how the hell do you get out of that? And you at the same time say, well, you know, we can and must think about where we're going to be in 10 years. But one side, half, well, a a percentage of us, 35-40% of us, let's say 30% of us, just can't move past grievance and anger. Now, again, not to just be out and out insulting, but these are the kids they're they're not they're not politically adults they're not they're not there's no real maturity yes there may be a sense of what's in it for me if I if you're a leader of any of this if you're at the upper echelons of a movement like this you understand the power it gives you when you can understand how you can bring a bunch of people who in rational, from a rational perspective, should recognize that there's nothing that you have to give them except anger and grievance. You're not guiding, you're not leading, you're, you're, simply, you're simply keeping grievance out there. So that leaves the Democratic Party as the vehicle for initiating whatever it is that needs to be initiated in order to at least have a vision of a a, a functional country 10 years out. We we on our side essentially have to think about and, and begin enacting those things which will give us a country we can all live in 10 years out. Why? Because if we don't, if we continue to allow the antipathy and the anger and the grievance, if, we, if, if our only reaction to the grievance of America, of the, of the Republicans, of that, of that base, of the, of the red meat anger, of the people willing to believe any ridiculous story simply because it fulfills their need to basically express grievance and they'll buy into anyone and anything, even people who are out, who are working against them, if we simply point a finger at that and it's easy to do, it's not easy to, to, to get anyone to make sense of it, it's not easy to get a Trumpian to recognize what they're doing and how they're screwing up their own lives by believing the crap that they believe. If that's all we do is point a finger at it and say, how bad, how evil, then we will be nowhere better in the next by, uh, 10 years out. It'll be very possibly worse. We must, and I keep going back to Joe Biden, We must begin with a belief in the country expressed regularly and strongly, and it must contain specifics about what it is that you want the country to have. I go back to Joe Biden. I want to see a country where people have fair wages. I want to see a country that is building from the middle and the bottom up, not from the top down. I want to see jobs return. I want to see and here's what we've done about it. Now, I don't know about you. But but just uh, there was there was a speech that Joe gave before a um uh, a union group it was allegedly the the first kickoff speech of his of his 2024 re-election cycle but he he hit on all these notes he talked about what america should feel like no, he did not. He did not start smashing away immediately. Anyway, at the basic uh, removal of constitutional rights, the basic uh, death death culture of the people, the gun lobbies, and everybody else. We can't do a thing. That's all in there. But it has to be seated in an image. The Republicans have no image. The image is, we will get rid of, we will will blame for all eternity those who are causing us grievance. We will negate them. We will make our our grievances will supersede, like the pharmaceutical industry, we're not going to cure anything. We're just basically going to celebrate our grievances. From a practical matter, that's how it worked. That's what Donald Trump did. And it's done ultimately to benefit the people at the top. Now, you can argue America's benefited the people at the top forever. No, it has benefited the people at the top, but understanding that the people in the middle and the bottom have to keep rising up in order to keep a new top evolving and giving people something to look forward to other than simply being able to express their grievance and pay $42 for a Trump indictment T-shirt and because he says, I need your money. Oh, and I'm, I'm, a billion, I'm, worth, I'm worth $10 billion, but I need your money. Oh, I'll be glad to, Donald, because you're my grievance. You're, you're my grievance guru. You're my anger. You're my... You're my this is the 10-year image that the Republican Party is putting out there. I, I, so I, I, I guess what, just to, to, to put this together, if you're going to get to a point where there is something worth looking forward to 10 years out, the only way to move beyond this immediate moment is to begin talking about what America can be, not as a font of grievance, not who done you wrong, not with false constitutional language and false flag waving, but by saying, here's what we wanna do for everybody. Oh, you know you people who are diehard Trumpians? Well, guess what? You're gonna get and are getting most of the benefit from the uh, infrastructure bill. And you're gonna hear that again and again and again and again. And, it, of course, it's going to be, well, I don't want to hear that. You know, you know, well, but, but, well, do you want to give it up? Well, no, I don't want to give it up. But uh, it, it's the beginning of getting out there those 10 years out. It's the start. And I give Joe Biden unbelievable amounts of credit for this. This is probably the most difficult position to take in the current political environment. The natural, if you want to call it, I don't know that it's natural, but, but the, the apparently inevitable positioning of any politician right now has to be the attack mode, the crouch attack. How to, how to fight back at the other side. There's going to be plenty of that. But Joe understands after all his time out there that you must begin with an image, a vision of what can be shared by everyone. Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter if we don't have an image of America. If we can't recapture that, and I, and I, 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 would, I would honestly say we've, we've, largely, uh, we've largely slapped it down And and allowed this this siloization of information to basically take anything that resembles a commonality of image and and commitment and turned it in and just balderized it. It made it silly. If we can't find a way to talk about America... In future and inclusive ways, without being ironic. Now, maybe again, I, I, I look at the Republicans, and maybe the Republicans or the Trumpians hearing the grievance, uh, the, the, the grievance messaging, don't see the irony in that. They don't recognize that it's basically a divisive process and it has no end but more divisiveness and it has no and that has no end but to destroy structures more and more you're seeing this in the supreme court right now you see what happens when you pack a court for the purpose of one particular thing and no thought goes into anything else and there's no and there's no uh, no absolute uh, standards that the court must hold itself well we do but we don't have to talk about it you, 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 you're, you're seeing this. You're, you're, you're seeing how grievance basically rips everything apart, shreds belief in systems. This is, this is what's caused all of the, the, the negative feelings and, 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 the, and the terrible uh, polling for our institutions over the last 20 years, especially the drop in the Supreme Court confidence. The grievance. The Supreme Court is operating out of grievance. Heller, the, the gun thing, out of grievance. Uh, the, 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 the Dobbs decision, absolutely grievance. We finally got them. We're getting them. And and now all the state legislatures and let's kill them. Let's 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 put mo- mothers and and doctors. Let's put them in jail. They're murderers. Let, in fact, let's treat them like murder. Let's get what? Where, where does that take? If this is your driving emotion? Grievance, anger, vengeance, getting even with. You can't sustain that and expect to have a functional democracy. Joe Biden, back there again. Joe Biden, hearing him talk about belief in America is this. Breath of fresh air, yes, Republican. All, all these, all the BS. Yeah, you old man, and he's just saying, I hate him. I hate. I hate him. I. I hate Biden. Why? Because he says what we all, basically at our core, somehow remember, somehow really are longing for. We're just afraid to admit it to ourselves. Why would you not want to hear Joe Biden? talking about that which binds us all, the good that we can all have, how much greatness America has still ahead of it. Why is he the only one saying this and saying it that way? Why is, why is it, well, he's an old man. Why? What, what is it that we can't accept? About this, of, of of even even attempting to lay out a ten year vision of America, why why is that unacceptable to us? I, answering the question basically requires presenting an alternative, and that's Joe. And I and, and I and this I I didn't start this show with the notion of, of making this a Joe Biden campaign uh, statement, but it is for a very specific reason. The guy clearly still believes in an America for all Americans, is willing to talk about it, and by God is willing to go out on a policy limb to make it happen at a point where no one else seems either willing or capable to do so. To go ahead and do the infrastructure bill that he did basically, uh, in in, in the midst of a horror show of of partisanship and anger, is beyond belief. Yet he did it. He did it. And and once you've done it once, once you've broken through this impenetrable wall of of partisanship and, and grievance politics, it provides you both an incentive, and and the basis for pointing back. We did that. We can do this. And if we did it with infrastructure, we can do it with guns. We can do it with women's rights. We could do it with helping those who are most vulnerable in our society. We can do it by bringing back decent union Jobs, we can we can basically once again grow from the middle class, we can remove the greatest incentives to perpetual grievance. And and sitting where we are right now, it, it may be so difficult to imagine that that is where we could be as soon as ten years from now. Honestly. But, but you see, we've already begun. It's, it's just that the emotional impact of Joe talking about the things that bind us together the things that we are doing for all Americans, the things that were actually done on a bipartisan level, the stuff that has to happen if we're going to be able to resurrect our own image and our functional capability to sustain this experiment we call America. That is always in competition with the message of grievance and anger and pain and what they've done wrong to you and the suspicion and the need to go ahead and to punish someone else and to do it legislatively and to play to a base and and, and the behavior of just pandering to the lowest and worst of what we are and then taking advantage of what it gives you because it gives you your position and it gives you your job, it gives you your legislative capability, it gives you money, it gives you support without understanding what it's doing to the country as a whole. Joe is basically trying to take us past that because he knows. He's been through this. He knows how these processes work. And he has a vision of this country Far bigger and far more, I would argue, realistic than any of his competitors. this, this, is, this is where this is the truth. you're going to hear this throughout his campaign. Yes, you're going to hear all of this stuff about you know I'm, I'm old, and he, he did a great job on that in the, the correspondence center the other night, the one that Trump wouldn't go to for four years because he's, because he's so thin-skinned he can't handle any of this. He can't, can't. Grievance, grievance will not allow it. The last time he was at a correspondence dinner, I think, was the one where Barack Obama just absolutely eviscerated him. And the audience was laughing hysterically. And Donald tried to smile, and he basically put the correspondence dinner and everybody else on his list. The story goes that Donald, that was the, that was the night that Donald made the decision he was going to run for president somehow. I don't know. I don't know. What he, but what he's always known is how to get people to just wallow in their grievances and he to be the guru and the, and the cult leader of grievance and anger and how to take advantage of it. And people knowing they're being taken advantage and basically still, no, we've got no choice because we're stuck in our grievances. The only way out, the only way out is what Joe Biden does and has done his entire political life. Rise above, offer a hand, basically do things that cross the political aisle, and let people understand why you did it, what you did, and how it's working for everyone's benefit. It's the only way out of this. I I know it sounds crazy, but that's it. We're not going to defeat the Trumpists we're not going to be, I, I, I'm not even sure what defeat means in this context. We're not going to, to, to just, just make them knuckle under and just to, you know, count out, no more, that's a goodbye. No, we're going to basically give them an alternative to Donald. And this is a whole other area, which I'm not going to get into in this show. But they may need an alternative to Donald sooner than anyone realizes. I've said this on, on a number of occasions. If, with the uh, documents case, one of the three Espionage Act uh, laws are adjudged to have been broken by Donald, then one of them has as a statutory penalty the inability of the accused, not the accused, of the convicted, to ever hold public office in the United States again. Now, everybody agrees the documents case is the slam dunk. The legal, the legal community knows this. And there's the argument, well, why are we prosecuting Trump? Jesus is really going to help us. Where do we wind up going? No, The part of developing a faith in our country and system again is to basically allow justice to play out. And I realize it's a, it's, it's a matter of first impression. We've just never dealt with prosecuting a president. Then again, we've never had a piece of shit like Donald Trump in the White House. Okay, so I mean, you, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's basically, it's, uh, you know, trying, trying it out. We're working it out as we go. But we have to basically show that the system continues to function. And yes, you're going to have all these arguments for and against, and what are you really doing? Why is it? Donald, of course, is thinking up all of them. He's the one. It's a witch hunt. There's no reason. The only reason they're doing it. This is is unequal. But No, let the system play out. Let the country and the system reaffirm to and for itself that we still have norms. That's the only way we're going to move from here, taking the foundational norms and practices and laws and constitutional beliefs and moving them out ten years. Otherwise, you are wrapped in grievance. Forever. Now, the other thing, ten years out... There ain't going to be no Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Just age alone, I think, is going to see to that. But I, I, I offer all this to you, just basically to try to focus you away from the absolute moment, the present moment, the 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 trap of only being able to focus on the the. the 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 horrificness of the horrificness du jour, the the absolute travesty of justice being committed today, the unfairness, the unjustness, the and and of course, the other side will say the same thing. And trying to recognize that there still is not only a basis for seeing something common, or sharing something, but an absolute reason for it. It's the only way we're going to survive as a nation. Yes, we can destroy ourselves. We can! Oh, if you let Trumpism go unchecked. But do you stop Trumpism by defeating Trumpism? No. If you want to have a country like America, you defeat it by giving, you, giving people a better alternative by and, and and Joe knows this. I know it sounds crazy. No, they don't want they don't want us. They don't want it. No. Give people something they can use. Meanwhile, let the system play itself out in terms of making sure that the rights of people are there protected and so on. As you give people something that they can all share in and accept and benefit from, then stop then then basically use the power you have to not you, not to essentially punish people as a mechanism for continuing your grievance, but to show compassion, to care, to basically give people, to show your faith in people's ability to basically understand what is best. That sounds very Republican. Let the people understand, keep the government out of it. But the Republicans aren't in that place either the underpinning has to be reestablished that we have a shared faith in one another and in the possibility of a better america going forward i keep using 10 years but we can't defeat each other defeating any side is to destroy all of us that's the simple that's the simple truth we must basically present a cohesive or a conjoining alternative to the siloing of information and to the grievance politics that are primarily and largely practiced by whatever is left of the Republican Party. that That's it in a nutshell. Just thought I'd kind of throw out those ideas. No, No one particular story today, no... No, uh, yeah, plenty of grievance, I guess, plenty, plenty of annoyance, plenty of things that I still find wrong with Trump and Trumpism, but hope, hope that we can basically find something to come together around, something that will give the Trumpist and the grievance mongers some other focus in their lives, Simply because America really allows us to do that. And I still, weird guy that I am, have hope and belief that it can and will. Go, Joe. A little jazz. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know. We all know. We can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. We, We have to disenamor ourselves of the notion that one side or the other in the current political wars can win or destroy the other. Destroying one side destroys us all. America must re-evolve towards its better angels, towards the better society, to become a more perfect union, not by destroying one of us or the other.